Praise the Lord. God bless you, everyone. This is Apostle Ivory Hopkins. I am extremely excited to have you to listen to our podcast messages. We are trusting that the Holy Spirit will bless you. We're going to take you into a message in just a few minutes. Amen. Where I feel that God is going to give you insight, revelation, and wisdom through the teachings that the Lord has given us to present before you. Uh, if you want to get up with us on our website, our website is pilgrimsministry.org. That's pilgrimsministry.org. It is my pleasure and my honor to bring this anointed message to you where I am preaching and teaching under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, giving God's people insight that will strengthen their spiritual walk, build their family, and put under their feet the enemy on every level. Now sit back and enjoy this message. God bless you, my dear friend, and thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast. This morning, I'm going to be talking about warfare in the workplace, and this teaching is not going to be Christian light. Now what I mean by Christian light, I could not deal with some of the things I'm going to deal with today and it would be just fine for church and the church would remain just as ignorant and I mean it exactly the way I'm saying there are some battles the only reason why the church don't win them is because we're ignorant of the devil's devices when I teach deliverance by no means am I glorifying the devil I'm lifting up the name of Jesus but there are people who are being attacked by the enemy, who are in severe warfare. And when they come to the church for help, the church don't know what to do. And you take a guy like me who have dedicated my life to digging as deep as I can to dismantle the enemy. And that's a lot of stuff, prophetess, that I don't know. It's a whole lot I don't know. And I do know that the things that I teach is messing with those that work in the occult or do witchcraft. I'm messing with their livelihood. And they don't take it lightly. But they're messing with the souls of God's people. And God don't take that lightly. So I'm going to be saying some things today and what have you. And, and I'm just going to tell you point blank. Christian light would me just be talking about the general stuff with work general problems you have with work but I'm not going to teach Christian light today we're going to maximize ourselves to understand the warfare that we're really in let me share a testimony with you me and my staff were called to a state agency in Delaware and when I got there the owner of the building and all of that was there and said Apostle Hopkins I called you to come and pray over our office and uh, said that we had a worker here that was using a voodoo doll and whenever that he would become stressed or offended at some of the workers he was told by his girlfriend to stick a pen in it and say certain words. She said, I believe that something has happened in our office and this person is now gone. They don't work here anymore. But the atmosphere of whatever they did was still active. I said to her, I said, I said ma'am, 
I said, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I said, I know that when I begin to pray, that something is going to break in this office. I said, I want to prepare you for it. I said, I'm going to use nothing but the name of Jesus and the word of God. And we're going to command. You see, the owner, the supervisor, was a born-again believer. And she, the, one of her workers was one of my soldiers, one of my posse. And so me and my assistant, Apostle Bailey, started praying. And as we begin to command the demonic powers that he had released in there, the supervisor started going through a full-blown manifestation. She had never in her life gone through deliverance before. She had never in her life had a demon cast out. But she did that evening. And as we were praying and commanding the pins to come out that were pushed in, her body would twist and contort as the pins were being pulled out by the power of God. And God set her free. God set that office free. Now, unlike some of us who've been in church shouting across the floor, I did not have to go through a long dissertation with her. I did not have to, unlike it would be with some of us listening to me at YouTube and these other vehicles, I didn't have to go with them to hear someone who ain't never cast out nothing tell me it doesn't take all that. The first day that you put your life out there and see lives that have been tormented and harassed and gone through and you cast demons out of them, then you come and hold that conversation with me. Now you might say, well, is he upset this morning? I am mad with the devil. I am sick of him because there are more people sitting in church that know that people are going working witchcraft and messing in voodoo, but then when the church stops being so ignorant, and teach how to break it, then uh, we shouldn't be talking about that in church. We, we should be talking about just Jesus and the word. Well, I am talking about Jesus and the word. The early church in Acts chapter 19 and Acts chapter 16, when the early church got saved, they came and they confessed their deeds. They got rid of their witchcraft and the, and the apostles didn't make any excuses. What has happened to the modern day church? That we can't be called on to break yokes like that. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Look at me. The people who need help to get this mess broken off of their lives should be able to come to the church, get saved, and get set free instead of the church sitting around hiding behind your songs and your half of prophecies. Hide behind them. In other words, having Christian club, having Christian church, doing teeny stuff, and the enemy walking all around our community, binding folks. Do you understand my frustration? People need help. And the only reason why the church is unable to deliver them is because we ain't been taught. I am a chancellor of a university, Bible school, Bible college. And uh, I found it amazing down through the years. I've been to seminary as well. And I find it amazing that many of our universities and seminaries are graduating preachers and fivefold ministry gifts and nuns being taught how to cast out a devil. Come on. 
Now, how could you graduate people out for ministry, intense ministry, and not get that component? We need to be taught how to prophesy, heal the sick, cast out devils, teach the word, praise and worship. Come on, the whole nine yards. Amen. Now, I'm, I'm done. Father, in the name of Jesus, as I preach this word, every arrow sent my direction, I commanded to go back to the sender with full force. As I preach this word, every evil decree, incantation, or spell being designed against me, send it back to the tenth power, Father. Lord God, the enemy that comes at me today, God, judge him severely in the name of Jesus. And by the power of the Holy Ghost, I ask that the angels of God encamp about me, that your anointing and your grace and your great and mighty power, God, keep me in this warfare strong, protected, totally. In the name of Jesus, let everything fall to the ground that would be set against this word. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Psalms chapter 75 verse 6, and we're talking about warfare in the workplace. Now, everything is not a devil. There are some things in the, that we go through on our jobs is nothing more than life. Not that? Life. But there are times when the workplace has been hit by strongholds that tries to destroy it or bring it under control. First of all, I'm going to read this Psalm 75 verse 6. says, Promotion cometh neither from the east nor from the west, nor from the south. But God is the judge. He sets, he put one down, and he set up another up. God is in charge. Look at your neighbor and say, God is in charge. We, the body of Christ, have been made to hail and head and not the tail. Often there is spiritual warfare taking place things that the enemy sets in our ways or in our actions that actually hinders us from proceeding into to what God has for us. The first one I'm going to talk about, frame one, is the spirit of procrastination. I've shared this before, but I'm going to share this with y'all. I was A lady come up in a prayer line in one of the cities where I was doing a conference. And when she walked up, I looked at her and I could see through the word of knowledge, I could see through prophetic gifts, that she was extremely gifted and extremely talented. Check this out. I said to her, darling, I said, you have an entrepreneurial anointing on your life. She said, yes, sir, I sure do. I said, you also sabotage yourself. And she looked at me kind of strange. I said, do you want me to tell you what I mean? She said, yes. I said, ma'am, you have a stronghold of procrastination on you. I said, and that thing has been messing up your business. And she bust out laughing at first. 
And she said, my God, you're sure right. I said, ma'am, I said, I'm going to tell you something. That thing has become so engrounded in you that often your staff has to wait to get in the door for you being late all the time. Now, isn't it amazing that God can bless you with the ability and the skill and you sabotage it yourself? Somebody say it with me, Lord, Lord. deliver me from what would sabotage the best that you have in me. There is nothing more wrong with putting things off until later. But when this becomes a way of life for a person, there's a great possibility that they're bound by a spirit of procrastination. In other words, you start and don't finish. Got that? Proverbs 13, 12 says, hope deferred, you can hold the music now. Proverbs 13, 12 says, hope deferred makes the heart sad. But when desire come up, it is a tree of life. Hold the music. This word deferred is Annabella, which means to throw up. It means to postpone. You got that right. It also means to collapse. Hope deferred. So what happens is, is that there are some of us that the stronghold in your life, procrastination, is hindering you from finishing a vision. Great ideas, but no push through. Now, how do you know that it is a stronghold? Because when you look at the track record in your life, you keep doing it. Does everybody understand me? Ain't nobody holding you back. Don't play that one. Ain't nobody doing nothing to you. You're sabotaging yourself. If this is you, you need prayer. Matter of fact, let me tell you something about hope being deferred. Also, hope put off, is, it brings a weariness of the heart. But the, the, when desire comes, it is a tree of life. Got that? Sometimes you have done it. How many ever been on a job where they are so behind with what they do, they're so procrastinated, until it makes you even hate going to work? So what happens is the spirit of procrastination operating over your entrepreneurship, operating over your creativity, causes others to lose patience with you. I will never forget this as long as I live. In Dover, Delaware, that's our state, capital of our state. In Dover, Delaware, I had a meeting with a number of preachers. My wife and I went and we sat down at this round table. They were trying to decide to do some community action work. But as we sat there and were listening at them, the key thing that kept coming up with their decisions was procrastination. They never finished things. When they were doing the minutes of their meetings, it was almost like no need of going because you're just going to hear the same thing still not being done. Is anybody hearing me? When that meeting was finished, because we were going there to decide, they wanted me and her to be a part of it. And when the meeting was finished, my wife looked at me and I looked at her and we said it very sensibly. We cannot deposit our life to this failure. And we did not join. We have the power of influence, but I will not attach myself to procrastination. 
will work to help someone come out of a mindset, but I will not join it. Now, once again, did I not say everything ain't no demon? Some things, amen, is just good common sense. Have you attached your skills and ability to automatic failure mechanisms? Is everybody hearing me? Got that? Let's go to the next frame. Look at your neighbor and say, this is going to be a fun Saturday. The spirit of procrastination carries with it the ability to cause weariness of heart. This causes a person to start things and then become weary with doing it. Literally become worn out in strength, freshness, or patience and not complete a whole task. When I go by the graveyard and see all of those people out there dead, death really doesn't bother me that bad because there's nothing we can do about it. All men and women die. You know what bothers me? A dream that was never fulfilled. A life that never accomplished what it was created to do. Are you understanding me? Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, this thing got to be broken. The only time I say to people, tell, tell me about somebody holding you back when you can identify who really is. Well, it's just not an excuse for the fact that you did not organize yourself, get a clue, and pursue wise, wise counsel. So, Romans chapter 12, 11 says, Not slowful in business, but fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. And this word slowful means to be slow. It also means to be weary or irritated or bored. And this is what takes some people out. They get weary, irritated, and bored. So why didn't you finish that? Why didn't you finish it? I, I just got bored with it. How, have you got a whole lot of little things you've been bored with? How, a whole lot of unaccomplished bored things. Does anybody get me? I saw a, in our area, I saw a house when I was in, the, in high school, my, my graduating year. I never, I, it was fantastic. I'm telling you, brother, that house was awesome. The building of it was awesome. And I watched that house in the 11th grade. I watched the foundation. I watched everything being built. When I graduated, and after that, that same road, that same area, I watched that house, all that material crumble and fall to the ground. Something that was built on a good foundation, something that had an awesome frame, died. Come on, Lord, come on. Because of procrastination. Give God a big, big hand, praise. It is possible, it is possible that that which makes you not finish things is a stronghold that you need to pray against. Isn't it amazing that you can have the Holy Ghost and faults? See, we old preachers used to preach years ago, praise God, you got the Holy Ghost, the power of God, ain't gonna let this happen. You can have the Holy Ghost and issues. And so the church didn't preach about the issues, they just preached about the Holy Ghost. As if the, oh, let me tell you something. The Holy Ghost is not gonna get you gonna, gonna one get up and go to work nine to five. You are. The, the favor of God can bless you with something, but fervent work and action will help you keep it. Mm-hmm. Somebody said, mm-hmm. 
Uh, so, done with jealousy. Next. Done, done, done with procrastination. Another area of attack that, that you will face on when it comes to work is envy and jealousy attacking you. Here goes one thing I'm going to put at the very top of this one here. I will not give up one single thing that God called me to do for somebody that's envy and jealous. Either they get over it or I roll on past you. I don't, I don't want him to get upset. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't. He act like he don't like me doing what I'm like. I don't care. I don't need his like. All I need is God's assignment. Yeah. Come on. Amen. Is anybody hearing this? Yes, sir. This spirit constantly sabotages your effort. Number one, by backstabbing you while acting like they like you. Somebody said warfare, warfare. in the workplace does things underhanded that make you seem inadequate. Here's what's amazing, the providence. Listen, do you know you carry your prophetic gift to work with you? It's right inside you. Never brush it off when it's trying to tell you something. Your spirit man speaks of what type of people and condition you're in. Do you mean to tell me you can discern when praise and worship is bound up and we need to break the heavens and you can't go on a nine to five and discern what climate you're in? The wisdom of God and the gifts of God doesn't, doesn't clock in nine to three. Stop on Sunday morning, 11 early. After that, we just dumb as a brick bed. I'm sorry. You can tell people when they're not with you. And when God shows it to you, don't get mad. Be informed. Not being supported by, by the team because of their control. Literally, some people work in work environments where in, I'm, just, I'm just messing here, this here is the crew. Got that? One person here has done, got him under control. They listen to him. You're trying to do a project. He done got to the point where he ain't going to give you the break because he's been controlling that game for a while. So what happens is he does his manipulation and control. You're trying to fight that. Realize this. If that's where it happened, you know how to intercede. Lord, break his control and it's operating. And Jesus said, because God, you gave me favor and favor is not limited. Are you hearing me? There is warfare in the workplace. Amen. Identify the controller. Identify the manipulator. God, that only foolish people have a war going on and they pretend ain't nothing happening. Not being supported by the team because of a manipulator and a controller. You're being more than more. Now this one I love. This one, this one is the one that always blows me away. You're being more than qualified, but seem to never get promoted or paid. Come on. Wait a minute. And they'll go so far and tell you now. I tell y'all. I tell you. Ever since you've been with us, I tell you it's really been nice. Then all of a sudden, ever since you've been with us, the business has been going well. But Miss Thing come in. We promote her. She don't even know half of what you know. Wait, stop. Then I'm going to ask you to school her how to take your promotion. 
I'm just saying. Oh, you understand me. Somebody said warfare. In the workplace. Supervisor who takes credit for your work. And it's just the, if, as if it's theirs, leaving you with no recognition. And I love this one too. <laughs> your voice not being heard in meetings. When you try to speak something and give something, shut down every time. You have no voice. And that's where you pray and ask God, God, you put me here. Let my voice be heard. God, let me not be manipulated and controlled by jealousy. God, let me not become bitter. God, let me not get so aggravated I leave a job before the time. Because I maintain to tell you, if God put you in a job and it has a timetable when you're supposed to leave, if you leave too soon, you will miss your blessing and possibly walk directly into a struggle. The enemy sets this warfare up to bring you down, take you out, or remove you. All this leads to both spiritual and natural frustration. Hegel's another wisdom key I got says, I never let frustration cause me to make a decision that's even more frustrating. No. No. Matter of fact, when I don't know what to do, I do nothing, honey. You feel like you're in a hostile environment, war zone, or the twilight zone when you go to work. And I hate to say this, your supervisor has become a pain. You love your job, but the people are difficult to deal with. Somebody say prayer. You are restless and sensing something needs to change. Somebody say warfare. warfare. In the workplace. Nature to the point now you're so aggravated tell you, hate going to work. I hate my job. That you told me several months ago God gave you. <laughs> Is anybody all right? Come on. It also said it said neighbor. Anything you do. Has some frustrated, frustration with, you, with it. Just make sure. It's worth the journey. <laughs> Even my job. Is frustrating. I'm in some of the most luxurious places all over the world. That don't mean it doesn't have frustrations. But at the end of the day, I got a purpose. And I'm clear on my agenda. And I just stay the course. Got that? Hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. When you know that the assignment is of God, then everything else that comes ain't nothing but a thing. You are a new employee and feeling, feeling probation pressure. Just pray and ask the Father to give you a spirit of calmness. Got that? Also, listen to me here. There's some people that haven't, listen to this, thank you, Father. There's some people that you need to pray for that clutch thing in you. Let me explain it better. You know how, remember when you were in high school and you knew the answer to the test? 
but, but when you had to write it down, you couldn't do it. But just generally speaking, you had it. You can take that to a job. Have the ability, know how to do it, but just keep clutching out. And you get mad with yourself. Why did I do that? I do, I do a lot of counseling, uh, phone and site counseling for both deliverance and also with CEOs and situations in business. And I'll never forget, one of the comp company owners was telling me that the employee that they deal with is a good employee, but what happens to them is they tend to keep messing herself up with just forgetting silly stuff. I said, that is a warfare this person has. They know how to do it, but it seems like when they try to perform it, the enemy always causes them to sabotage or mess it up. That person needs prayer. Got that? If that's you, you need prayer. Now, why I keep saying you need prayer, and it ain't like I'm telling girl. Now, if somebody down the street that told you, child, you need to go see somebody, you get that real quick. Well, let me help you. Child, we need to pray that Jesus help. Child, we need to ask the Holy Ghost to help us. Let's keep it real. That's what saved folk do. Thank you. Another one you could get into. Uh, you are fearing downsizing and possible layoff. Always on pins and needles. God, that always on pins and needles. Be praying. The spirit of favor can even have you so valuable that even when layoff comes, you'll not be the chosen one. <laughs> See, there is a mindset that God puts in us, and you're going to have to hear it. I'm going to share something with you. A supervisor will understand what I'm getting ready to say. I was walked into one Walmart one day, and, and the person had noticed me talking to people and how I handled myself. And one of the managers said, would you be interested in a job here? I said, no, ma'am, I don't think so. They said, you, you're the way you are, you will be good, da-da-da. And I said to her, ma'am, I said, let me be completely honest with you. I said, if I got a job here, I would want the highest position going. I would not just settle for that level. Now, someone said, how elegant, how could he think like that? You don't think you should have all this in you? You don't? Really? Why? If in you, can you imagine you going to school for four years? God, that he hasn't been nor trained in what you're doing. You mean to tell me you would want to go that level with the level that's in you? I ask God always, always place me in the level where I am and take me to the level higher, amen, by progress, God. But for God's sake, it, was, it would have been impossible for someone like me to think that I would want to do that when in me is more. The Bible said not to think of, more highly, think of yourself more highly than you ought, but to think soberly. God, that, that's called pride. But when you know the value that God put in you, that's called wise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> I laughed. I will never forget. <laughs> I was looking at a movie. Yes, a movie. Uh, I don't know whether y'all saw this picture, but I think it was Cadillac Records. <laughs> it was funny. 
Because the guy was setting with, what was his name, uh, Chubby, or whatever, I mean, the one that played the guitar, da, 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 Chuck Murray. And they, they were setting in two seats. Do y'all remember this part? This part? And, the, and Chuck Murray was setting here. And the guy was talking about a contract, telling he's going to make him rich, the guy he brought in, and you famous. Chuck Murray said, excuse me, excuse me. You'll love this. Chuck Murray got over, switched seats, and said, mm-hmm, okay, it feels good. And they said, the guy was looking and said, why did you change seats? He said, because you just told me that you're going to make him rich in this seat and me just famous. Somebody's not getting this. You're still stuck on Cadillac Records. <laughs> are, are, are you understanding me? But, but what you see in that, what you understand in that, he understood. And did you know that he was known for being one of the highest paid and owning more of his own stuff than many of that era? Wow. Because he understood, you need to switch that seat. Some of us listening at me with this warfare in the workplace, you need to change the seat in your head. You need to change the seat in your mind. That's where I'm going at. <laughs> Let's give God a great big hand praise. And you know, without uh, another area of warfare in the workplace is you're, you're, you're sort of brought out with office jokes and persecution because of your faith. Run out with it. Now you ain't had no type of warfare until you have someone that attacks you because you are a believer. Yeah. Come on, Amen. come on. Amen. Know you're saved and do stuff. Come on. Yeah. And then also, are you, are you feeling like you're constantly under a microscope? Yes. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. It drains you, don't it? You stress out for being in the line then every day. Amen. Somebody said warfare. warfare. These are all targeted prayer errors. Now, how do we come up with most, uh, most of this stuff here? Because these are actual cases we prayed for. Not just a bunch of stuff. Hey, let's say this. You're experiencing physical illness due to job stress. Also, you are grieved and see the corruption within the management. Amen. 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 Okay. You are frustrated and feel you need a promotion or a change, and you try, and you're tired of the political games and power struggle. Anybody ever get tired of the political game and power struggle? Amen. You're trapped because you need the money, but there is no satisfaction in the work you do. Lord, deliver me. And the last one, I'm going to hit that and move on. You feel unappreciated and misunderstood. These are warfare things that people go on the workplace. These are areas of prayer that we go to the Lord for. Now, guess what? Sunday morning, you can shout over all of them. But Monday, you're still going to have to know how to deal with them. And at some point, at some point, at some point, you want to know how to go in in the midst of the host of hell and still set a throne for the king. Give God a great big hand, please. The other area that I'm going to hit in this teaching is witchcraft in the workplace. Now, 
I was actually um, a, a consultant from an Atlanta business. And the CEO from that company, when he called me, he said to me, he said, Ivory, he said, um, he said, there's spiritual warfare going on in the knee press, spirit-filled brother, Satan. And was an amazing prophetess is that he said, I have a contract with Miami. And in that area, I'm having some real trouble. And he said, brother, I would like for to get some prayer and intercession with it. If God shows you anything, great. If not, hallelujah. He said, but I just need some prayer along with it. So anyway, I sat, you know, we talk and everything. That night I go to bed. I'm sleeping real good like I do, like a baby. I'm laid up in there sleeping good. All of a sudden, boom, I'm in Florida in the dream. These Latino guys comes up in this car and they look at me. I'm standing outside, just, just standing similar like this, standing up and looking at them. And they say, I don't know what you're doing here. We don't want you here. And they had Santeria, Santeria with them. They had objects of Santeria with them. And they said, who in the world told you to come here and get involved with this? And then, boom, disappeared. I woke up that morning and started laughing. I said, what are you laughing at? I said, you know that call from that CEO? He said, yeah. I said, I done figured out what they've been using against him. Evelyn said, what is that? I said, Santeria. So I go back, I call the CEO up and I say to him, look, I said, you have an individual in that board that is using, he said, stop. I said, that's using Santeria. He said, I knew that girl was doing something, man. And one of the other people that were doing contracts with him, they were supposed to have been working together, but girlfriend was using Santeria. And he could feel his business being attacked by the witchcraft that was being used. Now, we can sit here in church and act like we don't know that people go to root workers for jobs. We can sit here, let's play real ignorant, and know, say that we don't know that people go to the courtroom and sometimes even put it on judges. Or else we can just woman up, man up, tell the truth, shame the devil, and say point blank, Yes, it does happen, and the church needs to know how to pray against it. You as a believer need to know how to pray against it and not just be scared. Because scared don't do nothing but help whatever attacks coming at you. God said no weapon falling against you shall prosper, and I'm 40 years deep in this thing, and I'm crazy enough to believe it. Look what it says now. They, they appeal to what they call the commerce, commerce gods or goddesses. I've known, uh, in, 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 in praying and ministering, I've known people that appeal to Mercury, Diana, Horus, Urbana, or Yumanja. Some folks using Santeria appeals to the seven African spirits. And they send incantation and spells against people that they're, that they're working for one person to curse another. But I say in the name of Jesus Christ that our jobs and our businesses and our success will not be bound by some stupid demon. If God has called me to have something, you can go to whoever you want to. You ain't nothing going to stop it because God is God. Look what it said in Revelation. 
It says, and he cried with a mighty voice. Talking about this angel, Revelation chapter 18, verse 2 and 3. And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, and become the habitation of devils. And every foul spirit and a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. Listen to this. For all nations have drunk of the wine of her wrath, of her fornication, and the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her. And the merchants of the earth are waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacy. Now it's saying here that there are merchants that became rich through the abundance of the delicacies delicacies that were produced by every devil and evil and foul spirit and every unclean bird. What am I saying? It's saying clearly here that merchants and merchandises, some of them have been have got what they got through witchcraft. But no matter the name of the spirits called upon, they're just demons and are used in commerce or what we call workplace today. What that woman was doing with Santeria, she was going on those contracts and putting spells on them. The brother, that the, the brother of the other business was saved. And he said to me, he said, God is trying to show me there's something going on here. He said, I ain't going to take it. And he's a friend of mine. He said, I'm going to call Ivory. And when he called him, what have you, because when he was sharing it with me, I'm going like, man, I, I mean, honestly, no offense, but I don't know the kind of things on the level millions you're dealing with. I didn't know how millions operated, but I know how the king of kings does. And God showed us, and guess what? The Holy Ghost gave him the contract. Witchcraft couldn't stop it. I'm saying, I'm saying that you, all of us in here, amen, glory be to God, that no matter what somebody puts against you and what have you, that the power of God can break it and put it to an end. But you got to fight back. One of my favorite scriptures, the kingdom of heaven suffered violent and the violent took him by force. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm fighting. I'm fighting. Devil, you attack me in my sleep, I'm fighting. You attack my money, I'm fighting. You attack my family, I'm fighting. You attack my business, I'm fighting. I'm not going to lay down, I'm not going to stay down. I'm going to pray. I'm going to bind and loose. I'm going to take authority. I'm coming by the power of the blood of a risen Savior. I'm going to fight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Next phrase. Look what it says here in Acts chapter 16, verse 16. It came to pass as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination met us, which brought her masters much gain. Come on. She brought money to her masters by using divination. Yes. Got that? Business. And listen to this. The Latin word for divination is divinere, which means to foresee or to be inspired by a god, in short, demon. The woman with the spirit of divination that was able to prophesy accurately, foretell things, hello, did it by demons. For, just in case you go into somebody like that, they're doing it by demons. Because some of us sometimes want to answer at all costs and no matter who gives it to us. The opposite of real prophecy is called soothsaying. 
And what it is, is by spiritual means, the person goes to a fortune teller, or a fortune teller, or go to someone that works divination. Hear me well. Sin. Come on. It opens the door to curses. Are you understanding me? Guess what? Sometimes people are wondering what's happening to their money. Let me share our testimony that, 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 that of a pastor's sister. They, they, the pastor brings her sister to me. She says, Pastor Ivy, my sister needs prayer. Her money's messed up. Seemed like everything she touched seemed to be failing. And I said, okay. I sat down with the, with the young lady and, and her sister. We're getting ready to pray. And she says to me, well, I wanted to tell you something. I said, yeah, I gave over $400 to a, to a root worker. I said, okay, you gave over $400 to a root worker. Watch this. And I'm sitting there, and, uh, and, I, and the Holy Spirit said, ask her what hand she used to give it. And he said, I'm going to show you something. I said, the root worker told you to pass the money a certain way, did she not? She looked around, looked at me, she said, yeah. I said, what hand did you use? She said, she told me I had to put the money in my right hand and then give it to her like that. I said, so you gave her your authority over your finances. So in the act, right hand, authority, money in it, you just gave her your authority over your finances. She said, well, that's, I had to do it that way. I said, uh-huh. I said, watch this. I said, in the name of Jesus, I command the spirit said that, go, come up. And all of a sudden, that hand started. She turned around and looked at her hand. I said, what's wrong? She said, my hand is shaking by itself. I said, oh, it's not by itself. It's by that spirit that you that went in. Listen to me. That spirit went in. You wanted it on your wallet. <laughs> the demons wanted it inside of you. Somebody said, now he's kind of scaring me. Well, if God couldn't, I hope somebody does. Because when you go to them, just like we, how many here, here in the church here uh, wants the Holy Spirit in them? Guiding them. Inside you, right? Guess what? Wouldn't you think the other spirit won't do the same? So, we, we get her to, number one, call it sin going to the root worker conjure fortune teller. Well, praise God. I trust that you enjoyed that message. Well, look, my dear friend, this is Apostle Hopkins. Amen. And I'm getting ready to get on up out of here. Look, if you want to sow a donation and bless us, you can do it on our website at pilgrimsministry.org. That's pilgrimsministry.org. Or you can go to our cash app and make a cash app donation to General Ivory Hopkins. It's just simply General Ivory Hopkins. It has been my pleasure amen, to bring to you the things pertaining to kingdom, life, and family. So I trust these podcasts blesses you, and I'm going to catch you guys in another teaching. God bless. Bye-bye.